You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving Day weekend. We are less than three weeks away from the early signing period, December 16th, which means prospects in the 2021 class can come off the board. And we're bringing you all the latest over at 24-7 Sports. So if you haven't done so, please subscribe to your favorite team site to get all the latest recruiting scoop heading into that early signing period. If you haven't done so, please hit that subscribe button. Please rate us. Please review us. We are currently gathering questions for a recruiting mailbag episode. So if you have a question, and I know everyone does, about your favorite team or a specific recruit, make sure to leave a five-star Apple podcast review with that question and aim it at one of our recruiting analysts over at 24-7 Sports. Brian Doan is about to join us. He is going to give us the latest on five-star offensive lineman Tristan Lee, who is down to five schools and has set a commitment date. You won't want to miss that. We will also go into the recruitment of Taiwan Malone, who is eyeing both the gridiron and the baseball diamond at the next level. But before we get to Brian, let's begin with the kickoff. The biggest commitment of the weekend happened out west in the case of four-star edge rusher Logan Fano out of Provo Tintview in Utah. Fano committed to the BYU Cougars and also had hats on the table for Washington, Utah, and Oklahoma. This was the second time that Fano has committed to the Cougars. He picked up the offer back in eighth grade, announced his decision shortly thereafter, but earlier in 2020 when his recruiting interest started to pick up, Fano decided to back off that commitment to BYU. Obviously, the recruiting dead period did not allow him to take visits this whole year. But credit to BYU, which, by the way, is having a very good season on the field. And now they're winning some of these recruiting battles against Power 5 programs. Kalani Sataki and his staff have BYU up to number two among independent programs right behind Notre Dame in the composite team recruiting rankings. And Logan Fano becomes that centerpiece that this class sorely needed. We know the likes of Fred Warner and Kyle Van Noy are making noise at the next level. And don't be surprised to hear Logan Fano's name get called at the NFL draft in a few years. Now, in case you missed it last week, we had Brandon Huffman on, the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. He broke down the top three uncommitted prospects in the top 24-7 for the 2021 class. That would be JT Tumaloao out of the state of Washington, Corey Foreman from Southern California, and number one rated receiver Emeka Ibuka, also from the state of Washington. Now, just outside that top 10 at number 11 overall in the 2021 class is five-star offensive lineman Tristan Lee out of the state of Virginia. And we're bringing on Brian Doan, national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. Not to discuss soccer. We'll, we'll, wait, <laughs> we'll wait on that for a little bit. 
But Brian, we're going to talk some Tristan Lee, but first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing well, but I'm guessing, you know, with the top three uncommitted from the West Coast and all, I, I got to believe between you, Huff, and Biggins, it, that's just West Coast bias. We see it all the time. We just we just move a little slower out here, <laughs> Brian. You, you've, you've lived out here. Yeah, define a little slower. It's like, uh, you know, what is the, what is the uh, state animal out in California, the sloth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that's that would be the epitome of what we are. The first time, I mean, the first time I went to New York, I, I loved it, but there's no way I could move at that speed. Oh, it's a, um, if you're not used to it, it's exhausting. And if you're used to it, yeah. I mean, that's how we are in the East Coast. That's why when I was in California, Dude. I was go 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 go, and people were like, "Yo, relax." <laughs> no, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, this is a, relaxed. A week. A weekend to New York, a trip out there is pretty draining. Uh, now, we're, we're going to discuss Tristan Lee here. He's a five-star offensive lineman out of the state of Virginia. Like I said earlier, number one, uh, number 11 overall in the top 24-7. And, and he has set a commitment date, Brian. He has. He's going to commit, you know, January 2nd, NBC, even though there's no All-American ball, which Tristan was going to play in, NBC is doing a great thing. Not only are they going to have an hour show, you know, in December, but they're going to have a two hour show in the game slot on January 2nd. And it's going to highlight the players that were supposed to play in the game. And there's going to be a ton of announcements in that. Um, I, I know, you know, in addition to Tristan Lee, you know, we have Armin Bethay, offensive lineman out of New York, Elijah Judy, a defensive lineman out of Philadelphia are announcing um, during that. And, and I think it's cool because Let's be honest. A lot of people are watching that game to see the commitments anyway. I think it's going to be really cool. I mean, that that has always been a big appeal of that game, and it's been a big draw for for the prospects, not only you know for them to announce their their, their decisions, but I think for the colleges, I I, I think they love it. Right? It's yeah, a yeah. it's a huge PR moment for them. It's a PR moment on national TV, which is which is great. And you know, a kid like Tristan Lee. It's fun for him because it's something he'll always remember. He's a pretty laid back kid, so I don't expect, you know, him to announce for a school and have, you know, somebody in his family complain about the announcement on where he's going. But, you know, right now, as you know, a lot of people out there know we're looking at LSU, Oklahoma and Ohio State. Those are the ones that, you know, you're really focused on. Yeah, and so he's, um, you know, obviously been able to take some visits this year. We've detailed his travels on this podcast before. I know he made it out to LSU, wasn't able to get out for Ohio State's for for that Buckeye bash, that big recruiting event that the the Buckeyes and and their recruits led uh, during a game weekend. Um, but Oklahoma right now still holds the the crystal ball prediction lead. Now, let's go inside the crystal ball right now, Brian. And, and I know he wants to announce uh, in January there is the possibility that he could sign in December, in, in December 16th, and then keep it quiet and then reveal his choice. Or he could drag it out until February, the, the traditional signing day. Do you feel like Oklahoma is still the one to, to beat? I do, and I, I, I switched my pick from LSU to Oklahoma recently, probably in the last 10 days. Um, and I feel like they're the, the team to beat because, A, listen, LSU's not having the kind of season they want. That's obvious, right? Um, but there's some other stuff going on there um, just in terms of outside of football. And Oklahoma seems like the most stable place that he's visited. 
And Oklahoma does a great job of recruiting the area. They already have a couple commits, Kelvin Gilliam, Damon Harmon, both from Virginia, committed to Oklahoma, Jalil Farouk from Maryland, Caleb Williams from Washington, D.C. So there's there's some comfort level there. Those kids have been, you know, recruiting Tristan as well. And he went out there. He enjoyed it, you know, and, and I think that was a, a big factor. If he can get to Ohio State in the next few weeks, I think Ohio State could make the push there. I think LSU could still make the push. And, and Blair, it's exactly what you said, though. It's going to come down to when he signs. If he signs on December 16th, 17th, or 18th, because you actually have that three-day window, then I, I feel like he'll be at Oklahoma. Now, he plans on playing his high school season in the spring. He's very excited about that. Out here in the Northeast and even down in Virginia, you know, I'm in New Jersey, Virginia, you know, COVID's taken off again like crazy, like it is in so many parts of the country. And there's starting to be some rumblings about maybe they don't play football in the spring in high schools in Virginia. And if word of that, you know, gets to him quickly and they make that decision or he gets nervous about it, I could see him enroll. He's set. He can enroll in a school in January if he wants to. He wants to play his senior season, and I respect that. I don't understand why, especially his brother Aiden is on the team, and so you get that opportunity one more time. But there's a lot of things up in the air that will get worked out between December, between now and December 16th. And you know, by December 16th, 17th, 18th, you'll you'll know if he you know there'll, there'll start to be a lot of rumblings on on whether he actually signed or not. But that that that's something really to watch. Of what happens in the next few weeks we'll be back right here on the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast with more from brian don't this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by Brian Doan. He's a national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. He moves at a, at a fast rate. Um, and, and, and speaking of fast, let's stay in New Jersey, Brian, where you are and, and discuss Taiwan Malone. Now you had a, a great breakdown over at 24 seven sports this past weekend about where he stands in his process. Tristan Lee could sign early. He might sign in February. We know that Taiwan Malone, a four-star defensive tackle from New Jersey, a top two 24 seven prospect in the 2021 class. We know that he's going to drag things out until next year. 
Well, I mean, it's recruiting, so we don't know anything, right? <laughs> right? Yes, right now. We that, know <laughs> in the moment. We, that is the perfect way to put it. We know right now. And as of Saturday at about 4 o'clock, when I spoke with him, he was going to decide in February. And, you know, it, it, I, I went up to, to Bergen Catholic's game, which is where Taiwan Malone plays. And obviously he's hurt. If anybody saw the picture, they could see him on crutches. And, and that was pregame stretch. But, you know, I got a chance to speak with him for a while before the game. I spoke with him after the game for a while. And for a kid like him, look, this cycle has been tough for a lot of kids who have not gone out to make visits. But you really look at Taiwan Malone's situation. And he's a, he's a big baseball player too, right? He's going to play baseball in college. And so, you know, so people aren't scaring you know his, his six schools right now are Ole Miss, Florida State, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Rutgers and USC. Okay? So he spends the whole well he was going to spend the spring playing baseball. It got shut down by COVID so he couldn't. He finally goes and plays some travel baseball in the summer and his idea is hey, I'm going to get out and make these recruiting visits my senior year. Um, his sophomore year, he didn't go out and make them because he's playing baseball all spring and summer. And then the season comes along and, and all that. So for a kid like him and speaking with him, you feel really bad for him because he's trying to make these decisions on schools. And yeah, he lives, you know, 20 minutes from Rutgers. And so he knows that school. Well, he went to Ole Miss on a baseball visit in February and I give Ole Miss all the credit in the world for getting him on a baseball visit in February. So he can see the campus. Um, and really learn about the school more. But here's a kid who, you know, when the opportunity presented itself in the summer, he went and played baseball. And then he comes right back in the football season. And if you can't make official visits where, you know, you play a Friday night game and fly out Saturday morning and come home Sunday night, all of a sudden recruiting gets really hard. And when you're looking at the schools he's looking at, Boy, it's it's difficult, and you really feel for him because he wasn't complaining, woe was me or anything. It was just the frustration of listening to him say, I have to pick a school. How am I going to do that without visiting places? Now, on top of all that, he has a right knee injury, so his mobility isn't where it should be. And so his idea is, hey, I was going to announce at the Under Armour All-American game in early January. That game has been canceled. So in January, he's going to just try with his family to go visit some campuses and at least get a look at some places to give him some better information to make the decision. I think that's the right approach. And it's an approach that we've been seeing a lot of recruits take, you know, making sure that they're able to get a look at some of these schools. And, you know, whether that's in January or whether that was back in the summer, uh, I feel like it has been very important for some of these players. Now, you mentioned baseball, and we've gone in-depth on, on this before. Have you heard anything new about his prospects at the next level if he does want to maybe pursue that or or whether or not some of these schools, you know, you mentioned the USC's, the A&M's, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida State, Rutgers. I mean, these are all schools that have decent, to very good baseball teams. Does Taiwan Malone hope to do that at the next level as well? There is, listen, there is no disputing the fact that he's playing both sports in college. That, that is not even open to debate. If a school doesn't want him to, and, and there was one school that said, hey, listen, um, 
if you're going to be a starter in baseball, yes, you can go play baseball and miss spring practice. Otherwise, you're at spring practice with us. That school is no longer involved with him, right? And we're not going to get into which school it was. But what I'll say is that is it is as much a baseball decision as a football decision. This isn't I'm going to play football and when I get a chance, I'm going to play baseball. This is, you know, maybe 50-50 baseball, football, maybe a little bit more on the baseball side. So the idea is he's going to play baseball at this school. There's, there, that's not even a discussion point. So if you're listening, schools that he is considering, make sure to leave that ballpark gate open whenever <laughs> Tywon Malone makes his rounds in, in January. Brian, before we let you go, I, I did want to discuss uh, a topic closer to your neck of the woods. And, and, and obviously, it's Big Ten uh, season winding down, and, and Penn State is at the bottom of the standings. And I know that this, this 2021 class hasn't been the one that they wanted or the one that you would expect Penn State to to, to reel in. Uh, but they have some promising signs in the 2022 class. They do. I mean, you're talking about the number three class in the 2022 right now nationally number two in the big 10 and look we've talked about all the penn state stuff before with recruiting and the trouble you know they can't get kids to campus and that's a big selling point we get all that but here's the one thing blair that drives me insane sometimes whereas you know it's like okay so a school has a big win and well all of a sudden now they're going to go get every prospect that's not how this stuff works okay these 22s that are looking at penn state and are committed to penn state were on board whether penn state was going eight and oh or oh and eight they're buying into the coaching staff and they're having a terrible season this year i get it i get it it's a it's an awful season but it doesn't mean that James Franklin forgot how to coach. Kirk Chirac, the offensive coordinator, who we saw what he did last year at Minnesota, and, and he's had some, you know, some good teams along the way. I knew Chirac when he was a Rutgers offensive coordinator way back in the day. He hasn't forgotten how to coach. Brent Pry, it's not like all of a sudden he's like, geez, what do I do on defense again as the coordinator? They're just ha- they're having an awful year. And I don't write it off. I don't say, hey, they get a pass on it and everything. But sometimes seasons don't go how you want them to go. And it's also easy to forget that they lost probably one of the top five players in the country when Micah Parsons decided to opt out. And, and that's fine. Listen, next man up, right? That's what, that's what you say, whether you're playing travel soccer at U10 or you're playing in the NFL or whatever. Next man up. No excuses. But to, to get the uh, – Penn State is still Penn State. It still has a great – alumni network it still has a the power of the degree especially in the region is strong the fan support is unbelievable and and one of the top in the nation if not the top the 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 passion and the pride of the fans is there and they're having a terrible season that's it they're having a terrible season it you know it doesn't mean that all of a sudden well, James Franklin is horrible. You're allowed to have a bad season. I think sometimes we get caught up in the fact that, oh, geez, I mean, he's had a bad year. He's got to go. That's the end of it. He can't do it anymore. Just be patient. They're making really good headway in the 22 class. Um, they've actually made some really good headway with offensive linemen in the 23 class. And I just think you just have to continue to look at that and, and just be patient with it.
Yeah, and I think recruits are are noticing the the whole body of work and not just this year, which obviously is very unique given the circumstances and and all the different variables that everyone has had to deal with. Well, well along with that, Blair, and here's the thing: you know, how, how do you build a program? You know, if it, you know a school like Rutgers is rebuilding, well, you sit there and you say, "Well, hey, playing time's available here. Come play here. You better play right away." But and then at Penn State, it's well you're going to come here and play for a championship. Coaches know how to recruit and they know how to change the narrative to fit their situation. And so Penn state will figure it out. They'll recruit. Well, they're, they're off to a great start there. There's getting in-state kids in the 22 class. I, I just think that it's really easy for people to, in, in this age where everything is, instant gratification you need things now 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 yo man just relax 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 out well i do all the relaxing now in california i know you don't (laughs) do much of that in new jersey brian (laughs) brian don't bring in the goods as always you can follow him on twitter at brian don't 247 and and he's got a usa cap as his header now i want to ask you brian uh, this is our soccer little 30 seconds that we give you yeah yeah or four minutes (laughs) what were what were your thoughts on the on the badge switch because i was uh, i was semi a fan of the old soccer flying through the u.s logo uh with the stars and the stripes and, and now they've they've just it's like an old school badge what, what are your thoughts all right because this is stuff i always say when it comes to things like this I, i'm not superficial i don't care if they're out there wearing pink tutus if they play good soccer and they're creative and they're winning games and they're playing well on defense and, and their back lines organized and they're putting the ball in the net I don't care what they're wearing. I don't care what the logo is. None of that matters to me. I don't care. Brian just wants to see the ball in the back of the net for the USA. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, player. All right, we've got less than three weeks to go until the early signing period, so make sure you subscribe and keep it locked in over at 24-7 Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in and check back with us later in the week for another episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Podcast.